Good morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on what time you're listening to us. It's episode 30 of the Basement Bookers Podcast. 30th anniversary. That's right. That means we did 29 other episodes, and somehow, some way, here we are. 29.1, got the warrior. That's right. Of course, of course. But as usual, to correct me, Sorry. my best friend <laughs> and brother, Rich the Riz. That's what I do! And just in case you forgot just who the hell I am, I am Basement Jer, <laughs> a.k.a. Jerry, the other guy on the show. What a week. Pay-per-view week. I love pay-per-view week. Like, the week after pay-per-view and the week leading up to pay-per-view, I think it's my favorite time of year. Pay-per-views are nice. I love pay-per-views. There's a lot of anticipation going into the pay-per-view. Then once pay-per-view's over, especially in this case, which we'll get to, it's like after the main event, it's like, shit, I can't wait till Raw tomorrow. That's right, Rich. And I'm glad it's every month, pretty much. Roughly. Roughly about. Just nine ninety nine. Just nine ninety nine. That that makes it all the more better, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Indeed. Worth every penny. Indeed. It's almost like they did that on purpose because you feel bad. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in hindsight, I'm only paying $9.99 for this. I liked the pay-per-view. Mm. I thought it was good. I liked it. I have a lot of things I liked about it. We will definitely get to that. Yeah, that. See how excited we are? Yeah. We're about to skip the news. Mm. Or the dirt sheet shit. So, as usual, our news expert, Rich has the news. <laughs> Take it away, my man. All right. First off, uh, happy birthday, Stephanie McMahon. Uh, her birthday was September 24th. She is now 38. Just whisper because it's not polite to a real woman's age. Apparently, Paul Heyman was supposed to appear on Raw, but he was kept off the show due to the uncertainty of the Hell in a Cell main event. They're actually not sure if they're going to do Lesnar vs. Cena at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Interesting. Which I think is weird. I mean, it, it seems like dirt sheets are... I mean, un- unconfirmed, and this can change at any time also. They're kind of uh, suggesting that they want the WWE wants to go with Cena versus Ambrose, and then the winner of that match gets Seth Rollins inside Hell in a Cell. The loser, but, like, as far like have all these matches on the pay-per-view. Like, open with Cena versus Ambrose. Winner gets Seth Rollins inside the Hell in a Cell. Loser gets Randy Orton inside the Hell in a Cell. Well... I'm thinking about it. That does sound like an authority thing to do. Mm -hmm. Because whoever, either winner, is not fresh. Yeah, exactly. Regardless of how much time they had to rest. Mm -hmm. Especially the person who's not in the main event. Yeah, but I, I, I know Brock has a light schedule. But I think the big belt should always be on the line at every pay per view. Yeah, I, I actually have, once we get into the pay-per-view, I do have an opinion on that. Okay. I am in agreement with you. Which we will get to, so stay tuned for that. One of the internet darlings, Arda Ocal, who's been doing a lot of um, wrestling news and commentary and shit, has... Uh, Sounds like a food. I know, right? He's, he's Canadian, but originally he's Turkish. I looked that up. Did he convert to Canadianism? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> he is now part of the WWE announce team. He's uh, WWE hired him. He will be known 
from here on in as Kyle Edwards. Okay, that's easier to say. Yeah, Arda O'Cal. Uh, he used to host uh, this uh, pro wrestling show on the Score Network in Canada, and also, uh, oh yeah, uh, with along with Renee Young. So does it make mention of him? I I understand he's joining the announced team. However, is he? He's probably going to go to NXT. NXT to hone his craft, okay. so to speak. Fair enough. Supposedly there is a power struggle going on the top of WWE right now between Triple H and Stephanie on one side, and WWE executives George Barrios and Michelle Wilson on the other hand, on the other side. Barrios and Wilson uh, were the key executives in charge of the network launch and the new cable deal. Neither of which apparently were anywhere near as successful as the company hoped for. I'm really glad you explained to me who those people are. I have no idea. Doing research. That's what I do. I think on name recognition and know alone, I'm going to go with uh, Triple H and Stephanie on that one. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Ric Flair went into surgery last week. He is now out of the hospital. They released him actually two days ahead of schedule. And it's believed that his he recovered well after... His intestinal operation, which was after his hernia operation and such, all that shit. So he had hernia problem too? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. It's going around. It's, must be contagious or something. Yes. Alright, so Jake the Snake Roberts posted a, an update on Twitter. I know you're sick of hearing about him, but shit's still going on. He's still, like, his health isn't... It's, it's almost the news. Yeah. They found, they found a benign tumor. So, which he's happy about, that it was benign as opposed to, you know, he's not happy that it was there, but you know. So, he's happy about that, there's that. You sound thrilled. Yeah, it's not, like I said, it's not a big update. Movies. Batista has joined the cast of a movie called Bus 6657. Is it Speed 4? Maybe. Starring Robert De Niro, according to report at Deadline.com. Gina Carano is also going to be in it, along with Kate Bosworth, and I don't know who this other person is, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Anything on plot? Uh Uh-huh. Here's a synopsis. It's an action thriller. It centers on a father, played by Morgan, uh, without the means to pay for his daughter's medical treatment. As a last resort, he partners with a greedy co-worker, Batista, to rob a casino, and the two hijack a bus full of hostages, and things go awry. This sounds like... Speed plus Ocean's Eleven. It's a mashup. <laughs> and how many times has it been some guy trying to get money for his kid's operation? That Ocean's Eleven on Speed, starring Denzel Washington. And the plot for Spider-Man 3, the Sandman plot. Because Sandman's always stealing for his kid, too. True. Huh. It's probably going to make money. Yeah. Gina Carano, she's cool. It seems like De Niro does anything lately. Mm-hmm. De Niro's great. Yeah, he is. I know, I, know, I know you're excited about this one, but hold on. Hold on to your pants there. Justin Bieber is going to be in the WWE uh, film Death Pool. Celebrity Death Pool. He's going to be the voice of Kit from Knight Rider, which pisses me off. Why can't they get Mr. Feeney? Why can't they get anyone else? They can get the original guy. He's still alive. Who, Mr. Feeney? Uh, if you ever watch Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World? Yeah. He's, he was Kit? Yes. Wow. You're welcome. Huh. Both learning shit here. Yeah, man. That's what the basement bookers are for. <laughs> I guess. 
So apparently it was a uh, it was sort of a trade-off deal. Bieber asked Dave, David Hasselhoff for a favor, okay. which he granted. So Hoff called the Biebs, and he's like, "Hey, remember that favor? I got a favor for you." <laughs> so David Hasselhoff wanted Justin Bieber to be the voice of Kit. That's terrible. What the fuck is wrong with the world? I'm sure there's a reason for it. It's like some kind of joke. Like some dumb joke they're going to have. Killing me. Apparently, and I guess going back, if you rewatch it, maybe you might notice some shit. But okay. 6.30 Monday evening, Vince decided to rewrite pretty much the entire show of Raw. Like, and the show was actually still being written as the show was going on. Don't you just love episodes like that? WCW. Yeah, indeed. The man doesn't sleep, you know? He's got a condition. Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed this one. Um, in a correction from something we said last week, because the article that I read was wrong. We? I didn't I read say shit. The article I read. Uh, Bobby Keenan suffered a broken femur, not a broken hip. Okay, that's less bad, yes. right? All right, yes. great. He had surgery to repair the injury and is now doing rehab and doing well so far. Last bit of news. Okay. Yeah, last bit of news we have NXT star Hideo Itami, formerly known as Kenta, when he was in New Japan. Indeed. Uh, as of this writing, was one of the most searched terms in Japan over the past week. There's actually been more interest in him than anyone on the current New Japan roster. Which I think is... Thank you, know, you, WWE. Seriously. That's huge. No wonder he signed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the internet has been talking about Kenta for years. Like he, like he was really the biggest name out there after they grabbed um, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan and everything. Right. They got, got Prince Devitt was also big. They got him. A lot of people were talking about Kevin Steen. They got him. I saw him on a uh, Boxamania video. Steen? Yeah. I haven't seen any of his stuff yet. Oh, okay. I haven't seen his stuff, but he was talking to somebody in like mm. some kind of interview thing like meant for the internet probably that's it for news now the night of champions pay-per-view from this past sunday hashtag WWE knock that's like, right like ah uh, but without the k you're the one who knocks and the k uh, i see yeah. so cut, off, get, cut off the k's get the k out guess so hmm I actually wrote down the order in which the matches happened. Oh, okay. The first match was the tag title match, Usos versus Goldust and Stardust. Which, interestingly, was the only match that you and I had uh, predicted different. Yep. So that set the tone for the night. I lost. You won. I like how one match settled the whole night, and it was the first match. I think someone was listening. Like I, yeah. I like if I didn't know any better, I'd swear that the studio was bugged, and WWE's listening in on everything we're saying, or they're just listening to the podcast. No, uh. <laughs> 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 oh man, I killed me. <laughs> oh, That's good. We might get beef with Sandow. We're educating people. We're the saviors of the unwashed masses. Nah, nah, he's a fucking stunt double now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mizdow. Change his name and everything. That's right. He forfeited. Winners by forfeit, the basement bookers. That's right. That, so, 
Hmm. That was a good match, predictably. Like we said, it was probably going to be a good match. We were flying all over the place and shit. I don't remember exactly the finish. Was there? It was a Samoa drop that was reversed. Oh, into the final cut, right? I I thought it was Dark Matter or something. Well, you told me because the network was bugging out for me because of my my network problems. I did? Yeah. You told me. I had the text. Okay. So you said, Uso went for a splash. Oh, okay. And Cody got his knees up and hit Dark Matter. Oh, okay. So I... Screwed up. Ah, okay. In which case you said, I said I was glad, which it did make me happy that they won. And you too were glad, because even though that means you beat me, meaning Mm -hmm. it was the only one we had different. There we have it. Yeah. The answer from the past to the future. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Texas for, Dan. That's why I'm with that shit up. Well, yeah, the only thing I wrote about that was that it made me happy. I was generally happy that the title changed hands. I'm not a I'm not a Uso guy. I don't know about you. Not a fan. I mean, I could see, and you mentioned it while we were watching SmackDown, which we'll get to, that they're really over with the kids, like the, between the face paint and the colorful shirts, all that John Cena, which they stole from him, I think, um, and the stupid. We say ooze, y'all say oh. Uh, yeah, it's, it's horrible. But the kids love it. Is it because we're jaded adults? Probably. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to attribute it to that. So that was a solid match. What do you got? Unless you have anything else to say about that match. Plazusos aren't tag champs. That's about it. That's the general consensus. Second match we had was Sheamus versus Cesaro. We were both wrong. Yeah, big time. Uh, personally... I was rooting for Cesaro, but then I was thinking maybe he's not ready. And this takes me into SmackDown, which we'll, I'll get to later. Okay. You know what I mean? Yes. I, uh, All right. Um, I could see that then, but... I mean, that's just my opinion, because right now I feel like I... I think I've brought this up before. I don't know who Cesaro is. I, I know he's he's a big strong guy. I know he can go in the ring. Well, he's Swiss. He was brought in by Oksana. He was a friend of hers. I know, but I don't know who he is now. Much like Creative doesn't know. I think they're where is he right now? I think they're just working on him being the old, just the old school strong man. He comes in, does his job, and leaves, and that's it. He has good matches with Sheamus. He has good matches. Period. Yeah, I know, but it's not a bad pairing. The two of them, right? The I mean, match was alright. It's like Regal Finley. Regal's great. So is Finley. Yeah. But just put the two of them together. Because they both, great. they also, they both work snug too. Mm-hmm. Snug? I mean, it's like... Tight? Like, they... Well together? Looks like they're actually hitting each other. They really oh. go. Because cause they both... They have that stiff style. Yeah, they work so stiff. I mean, they work a little stiff. Which is great. JBL's like that too. And uh, Hardcore Holly. Yeah. You don't fuck with Hardcore Holly. Third match was Dolph vs. Miz, which we were wrong on. Yeah, about that. was that. a good match. Yeah. But you you said it. You, you coined the term hot potato. Yeah. The for whole, this belt. Yeah, which we'll get into on Raw. Because it's... Yeah, I don't like that. Not one bit. Uh, but it did... 
it did work out fine after I thought ahead uh, program wise. Yeah. Which we'll, we'll get, get to. to. <laughs> a lot of that. But that was a very good match. I like the pairing of um, Miz and Dolph. Although, th I mean, I don't want either of them to lose because they're both guys that deserve a push. They've been around for a while now. I'm not sure who was, who was around first. What happened first, Miz's debut or the Spirit Squad? That's a good question. Hmm. Anyone, if you know, tweet us at Basement Bookers. Or, yeah, or I'll that. add it on in case I remember or look for it. Yeah, we'll post it somewhere or whatever. It's likely not going to happen. Our track record stinks. Yeah, you know. The fourth match was Reigns versus Rollins, which didn't happen, obviously, because Reigns was hospitalized. We also said it would be a non-match before we even found that out. So we were correct. That's right. Uh, but even still... Now, here's the thing. They should have addressed on Raw, but they didn't. Okay. Seth Rollins opened and issued an open challenge to anyone in the locker room. That's right. And Dean Ambrose drives up in a taxi, presumably straight from filming his movie Lockdown down the block. And they start fighting and they get security and everything. What they should have done, whether it be on the pay-per-view or uh, the next night on Raw, was say how, emphasize how Seth Rollins issued the open challenge to anyone in the locker room. And Ambrose clearly wasn't in the locker room if he just got a taxi to the arena. Mm. Like, I think that would have been a great heel thing for someone to say. Yeah. Rollins, Triple H, Stephanie, whoever. I was hoping... I mean, I, I think that ended the best way it could. Mm -hmm. But I think as a service, not, main, not mainly to us watching at home, but they should have given more time to the brawl for the people who bought a ticket to see Roman Reigns wrestle against Seth Rollins. Yeah, but... Which, it wasn't in their control mm -hmm. what happened to the guy. But it would have been nice of them to do. It hasn't come out yet, but what they do this all the time. With Reigns hurt, they'll... They said... I'm sure they said to the crowd, either before or after or whatever, that if they want a refund, they'll give it to them. Oh, okay. They're, they're really cool. Like I that. didn't know they did that for pay-per-views. They do it for Raw. I don't see why they wouldn't. It's a lot more money to lose. Ticket for a pay-per-view event, isn't it, more than Raw? Yeah, but, you know, it's that much more money that they're going to save in the long run. Because if you get screwed and they, they decide and they don't do that, are you ever going to a pay-per-view again? That's a good point. And also, not everybody's going to exercise that. Exactly. Or even know that they could. Yeah. Well, they do tell you, but they probably won't. Like, all right, I still liked it. Yeah, and plus... The I don't want to wear that fucking line. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, WWE's really, really good like that. They're all about the customer service. Yeah. Generally. Definitely. Uh, but either way, we were both right. It was a non-match. That's right. That's right. Match 5, Henry versus Rusev. They did the national anthem. Mark Henry cried. And the moment he cried, he lost the match to me. I'm like, alright, he's going to lose. And that's what happened. Why was I surprised? Why Why did we... We just hoped. He tapped out. Yeah, he tapped. I'm pissed off that he tapped out. Now, I understand, like, it looked... Because... The lower back. Yeah. And he's got the accolade. He's a big guy. That usually could be a weak spot. Especially... For a lifter. Yeah. But, I'm sorry. Swagger had the decency to pass out. Yeah. And you're supposed to make the guy that lost 
after the guy that lost already look a little bit stronger. Yeah. Right? Or am I crazy? Unless it was a legit injury. I don't think it was. Like, I, I haven't heard anything, so I don't think it was. I don't think it but, was. I mean, even it's the possible. way he was selling it, I, I figured, alright, I've, maybe because I'm not as strong as Mark Henry, but I've had, like, moments where, like, I'll, I'll turn a certain way, mm -hmm. and, like, my back will just, I sell it better <laughs> than Mark Henry getting rammed into the steps or post or whatever. I hate to break it to you, bro. What's up? That's getting old. Yeah, I know, man. We all do, though, right? And you know me, I got worse than you. I'm fucking out of shape. I hear you. Unless, unless round is a shape, I mean. Because, you know, then I got that down. I'll back. allow it. Alright, good shit. So I guess we can... I'm pissed that he tapped. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Yeah, that shouldn't have happened that way. Like, he, he was... He was, more, like, more intense about the match than Swagger was. Yeah. He was more emotional about it than Swagger was. His motivation was higher. And he had something to prove. That was poorly booked. Not that Swagger didn't, but the storyline. Yeah. It does. It didn't sync up. The ending to that did not sync up. No. They could have had him pass out too. Exactly. I think so. I think that was poorly booked. Yeah. Or make it so Mark Henry is dominating and Rusev has to resort to using the flag. That's fine. Something. He's a heel. He can cheat. That was match four. No, that was match five. Match six was Jericho and Randy Orton. We both picked Orton. We were both right. Jericho was great. I gotta say, yeah. I was trying to remember. The finish, I believe, was Jericho jumping off the top rope. It's and Randy caught him. I mean... Some out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it a hundred times before. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> what I was going to get to. I mean, we, all of us could telegraph that. Yeah. I might be alone in this, mm -hmm. but I really liked that match. I felt... And you know how I feel about Randy Orton. Mm hmm I felt like that was a gift from those guys. That was a very good match. I agree. I, I like it. Uh, Randy Orton's the best he's ever been, mm -hmm. uh, regardless of how boring his personality is. Yeah, bell to bell, Orton is very good. Yes, he's very particular, and it shows. And Chris Jericho is a master in there. Mm -hmm. So the two of them together, more of that. Uh, I'll miss Jericho. But yeah. uh, I'm glad they didn't do a punt thing. Fine. Great. Teased it. Yeah, he did. Teased it twice. It was good. That's yeah, good, though. Because it was like, is he going to do it? But yeah, regardless of the ending, beautiful. I agree. I mean, yeah, just getting ahead of myself slightly, I thought the whole pay-per-view top to bottom was great, just with the exception of the booking of the ending of the Rusev uh, Mark Henry match. That's yeah. really the only caveat I have on the pay-per-view. Yeah, I had an issue later on, but that's it might be sort of nitpicking, and the storyteller in me. We'll get to that. We will. Um, match 7 was for the Divas title. This actually was right before the main event. Which I'm impressed by. Paige, AJ, and Nikki. Mm -hmm. AJ won, thankfully. Yep, happy I'm, about that as well. I'm happy AJ won in that I'm happy Nikki Bella did not win. Yeah, that would have That's, been awful. Yeah. Um, they seem to be flip-flopping a little bit with the Divas title too. Mm -hmm. Which is a little annoying. But... But it's the right people. Exactly. Like, if, if Natalia can get into the mix, and if they can start letting her have, like, more than a five-minute match, yeah, then she uh, she would definitely be up there. I think they're just using her as the veteran to, like, train the up-and-comers. I guess so. Because moving ahead a bit, you, she was on SmackDown, and she was 
uh, teaming with Rosa Mendez against Summer Rae and Layla. A.K.A. Summer Lay. They don't call him that, but I do. They're not going to call him that, but they you, should. Can, you will continue to call him that. Who doesn't want a Summer Lay? It's a very good question. <laughs> you know who? Thomas. Rusev. Rusev. Rusev's got a Summer Lay. Mm. His name is Lana. All day, every day. I think if we point out to Lana your observation, which we'll get to later, do you think she'll dump him? I think so, unless she's got some <laughs> weird fetish and makes him put on a... We'll get, we'll to, get that. to that Hold later. On. <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> got a good one. We can't let that out of the bag just yet. It, and believe me, it's good. It's not a cat. You're all thinking it, but you're all afraid to admit it. <laughs> and of course, that was a great match. I liked how, um, basically, AJ threw Paige, um, like, out of the ring. Yeah. And to get the, um, the Widow's... I keep wanting to say Widow's Peak. Black Widow. Black... Because we think of, um... Victoria. Yeah. That was her shit. Victoria the original. Yeah, Victoria was great. Dude, she's, she's still great. She could still go, I'm sure. I'd like to check out her restaurant. Where is it? It's quite uh, simple. I think it's in Chi-Town. Just take a drive one day. Yeah, man. Wonder what she gets. Get somebody to drive us or something. <laughs> Tim drives. Tim. Uh, Tim has a Zipcar uh, account. All right. Do that. Cool. Be awesome. And now we got the main event of the evening. Brock Lesnar. Dun. 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 Okay. Versus. John Cena, do it! <laughs> oh man, uh, I like this match. Yeah, I like that Cena got some offense in. I that well, Cena pretty much dominated. I I actually wrote, uh, Cena took seven suplexes, but he hit Brock, hit Brock with four AAs. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I fucking tallied and shit. Uh, that's a lot of fucking AAs. Um, I just want to say something about something that uh, Jim Ross wrote this week. Okay. On his uh, Q&A. Um, he said, someone had, I, I think someone had tweeted him the question, asking him how he feels about um, having to hit your finisher multiple times on someone. And he made the point of, if you're hitting them that many times with your finisher, it's not really a finisher, is it? Uh, while I understand the logic, I disagree because it makes for a more exciting match if you have to work that much harder. So, so I mean, I could I see that he probably would have wanted instead a lot of counters out of the finishers. Like Brock, I guess, shaking off a Cena's shoulders or whatever. But once you're up on his shoulders, you go now. That's it. I figure. That's cool. the way it's pushed, right? Yeah. That being said, I thought it was a very good match. Um, what did you think of the match itself? We'll talk about the ending in a minute. Uh, the match itself, I liked it. I felt like John Cena was showing his his want mm -hmm. to become the world heavyweight champion again. Yeah. And at the same time, do what he said he wanted to do and, and beat, beat Brock's, Brock's ass. ass yeah. I, I felt like we were seeing just not a little bit, but just not enough of that John Cena. Yeah. You know what I mean? Chain gang stuff, man. I think to get the chain gang stuff, we got to get them in inside a cage or hell in a cell or something. We'll get to that. 
We will. Uh, the finish. I liked the finish. Um, in that it was pretty... It wasn't clear that Tina was going to win. But Tina had dragged Brock back uh, from the ropes, like, what, three times? Yeah. When Brock made it to the ropes while he was in the STF. So I like that. I like uh, that they showed that Cena's aware that he's in the ropes and that he can win it. And he has to pull him back to, tr to try to keep trying. Um, the interference angle, I don't dislike it. Okay. I didn't dislike it because it's believable. If the authority thinks that Brock might tap, they don't want Cena to have the belt. They want Brock to have the belt because Brock is sort of the sort of business ar arrangement with them and, and Heyman, if you remember, Plan C. So the way I think they should write it, if they don't seem to be really mentioning it, but they should write it so that they say that they send Seth Rollins out there, but then once he hit Brock with the um, Curb stomp. He went into business for himself. Exactly. Because he saw the opportunity for him to get his world title. That's smart. That's how That's how they should have booked it. That's how they should have written it. And I guess with the last minute changes on Raw, maybe nobody thought of it. I don't know. I'm just sitting in the basement thinking, right? You know? That's what we do here. I guess. Yeah. It's, but, it's easy to write that. It wrote itself. Yeah. They should go that way. <laughs> Uh, I also felt another thing could have been they wanted Brock to keep it because Triple H has been in the ring with both John Cena and Brock Lesnar. Mm -hmm. Triple H doesn't want John Cena to have the belt. He's disrespectful. Mm -hmm. You know, he's he's John Cena. He's not gonna play. He's not gonna play ball. Yeah. There's that. He's not a suit and tie kind of guy. Brock Lesnar has broken Triple H's arm. Yeah. He wants to be on the right side of this guy. Mm -hmm. And he also knows that Seth Rollins is the backup plan, just in case something does happen with Brock. Mm -hmm. I don't think he would want Seth Rollins to cash in on Brock because it's a waste. Because Triple H knows what Brock Lesnar can do. Exactly. And you saw, after the curb stomp, even though John Cena interfered, Brock was up. Yeah. He wasn't down for that long. Mm -hmm. So who's to say... That would have been a waste of his money in the bank shot. <laughs> exactly. Ultimately, they want to keep the belt within the authority, and keeping on Brock is the best bet. If Rollins, if and when Rollins gets it, you know, I mean, they know they they've been booking him weak. Yeah, there's that, and this is also the first chink in his architect armor. Mm -hmm. Him being that excited. About being the champion, logic went out the window. Yeah. He should know full well that's mm -hmm. a bad plan. Because yeah. either you succeed in cashing in, Brock kicks out and kills you. Mm -hmm. You fail to cash in, which he did. Mm -hmm. Paul Heyman knows what happened. Yeah. Brock's going to find you mm -hmm. and kill you. <laughs> I texted you, quote, <laughs> Seth Rollins needs to leave the country. <laughs> End quote. True. I said that shit. You did. Okay. You supposed to take a screenshot. That finish, I guess I see why they did it, but I'm glad it's going to keep go. I'm glad that it wasn't a disqualification because mm -hmm. it keeps going. Yeah.
Okay, because the way I would book this, the way I see this, is you have the evil genius, Paul Heyman. Mm -hmm. And then you have his gladiator, the conqueror, the one in 21 and 1, mm -hmm. who in this current run has been unstoppable. A freight train. Mm -hmm. Then you have John Cena. Champion of the people. Like, the closest you're going to get to a real live superhero. Yeah. This shit writes itself. Mm -hmm. And let's not forget one thing that we're all missing. John Cena's Mr. Never Give Up. And Brock Lesnar is this force of nature. You literally have... The immovable object <laughs> in John Cena and the unstoppable force in Brock Lesnar. Yeah. What happens when the two collide? Money. Hell in a cell. Money. Right there. Mm -hmm. Do that in a cell, man. That would be incredible. Oh. It would be great. I mean, I think that would be fucking awesome. I, th I really think they need to do that. I think the fans deserve that. Especially, like, Again, I wasn't unhappy. I liked the ending of it, but some of the fans, like some some people I've uh, I've spoken with, some of our listeners, they they're unhappy with the DQ ending. They're they're not only unhappy with the with the a DQ ending to a match, they're also unhappy with the false cash in. Right. So it's like to them, like the main event never happened. So they need that blow off match. So for them to not book Brock for Cena for Hell in a Cell. The only thing I could think, maybe Brock got hurt. Maybe, but they're denying that. Of course they're denying it. Exactly, the champ. Yeah, exactly. Mm. You did say you noticed like some discoloration in his eyes uh, during an interview. Yeah, he looked a, l a little yellowish, which is uh, jaundice. Mm -hmm. could be, which could be either a kidney or a liver thing. Neither of the basement bookers or doctors... We're just going on stuff Rich knows. I just watch House a lot. Yeah, he does watch a lot of House. You know it's not lupus. It's never lupus. It's never <laughs> fucking lupus, man. Hell in a Cell. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, but in order to build future talent, you'd have to have Brock Lesnar go over John Cena. That would be the decisive victory for Brock. It would be. I mean, he dominated the first match. Cena was coming back, but... I, you know what? It had to end the way it did. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I liked it a lot. Great pay-per-view. I agree. Is that it for the pay-per-view? I think that's it, man. I thought it was a solid... I thought it was definitely a solid show. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of, the, of uh, this year's Night of Champions. Right amount of time for each match. Mm -hmm. I was... I was glad to be wrong about a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Puts the uh, surprise back in. I noticed not a lot of talking on the pay-per-view. Good. I think they're uh, they took a, a cue from TNA, the uh, the going out of business company over there. Mm -hmm. That because um, TNA on pay per view would see would basically there'd be so much talking like they like they'd have a lot of action, but they'd have some backstage segments also to where it almost felt like it was just a you know regular Thursday show or Wednesday show now. Mm -hmm. For a time, I felt like these segments, all the talking, was just taken away. From the wrestling. Yeah. You know, I like a little story, mm -hmm. but sometimes it's just too much. I think the pay per view, the story should be told in the ring. Exactly. And it matches. Yeah, the only, the only 
backstage thing they did I, that I recall was just Ambrose driving up in the taxi. Yeah, I paid a, for a pay-per-view. I want to look in the ring. I don't want to watch the TV screen. Exactly. Because I'm there. So, good on them. Giggity. You got Raw Notes? I do have the rawest of Raw Notes, my friend. Oh, boy. Yes, indeed. All right, guys. Raw had very little shit this week. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you can guess what fell into that category. So I'm just going to throw it out now. This way we can move on with our lives. Go for it. Refresh me. Uh, you guessed it. The Bella Saga continues. <laughs> it's going to. I didn't really listen well because I can't understand clucking very well. <laughs> uh, do you have any kind of translation, Rich? Uh, what I gathered from it was that um, Nikki's a dumb hoe. And she wants Bree to get rid of the Bella name. I see, yeah, she wants ownership over it. Yeah, it's stupid. Look, keep your total divas bullshit to a minimum. Mm-hmm. Alright? You don't have to give them that much of it to push the show. It's doing fine. Yeah. You could just do a little bit. Like, the, I felt the Natalia teaming up with Rosa versus Summer Rae and Layla was fine. Mm-hmm. Just do something like that. Yeah. That's okay. At first, I thought it was a tag team match. But it was just a singles match with, you know, each one of them having their friend in the corner. Oh, yeah, yeah, on Raw. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, wait a minute. I saw the tag today on SmackDown, which we'll get to. Yes, we will. But, see, that's that's how little I was paying attention. Playing WWE Super Also, fun. you could throw in a little bit of the bad. I, I don't like Rosa Mendez's outfit. I know why you do. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> you could still, like, have a malfunction with something that looks a little bit like there's work put into it. Yeah, but why? I don't know. I see it's weird. That's the weird part of me, man. It is. I, listen, try hard to look sexy. Because guess what? You have to raise the bar, man. There's a lot of beautiful women. She's raising the bar. Trust me. <laughs> She's raising plenty of bars. Hi, All across the world. All across the WWE Network for just $9.99 a month. Did, That's right. Didn't we mention Summer Lay last week? We were wondering what happened to them. I don't even remember that. <laughs> we did mention them. And they appear. Maybe the, maybe the studio was bugged. Maybe. <laughs> but... There's not so much bad stuff on Raw this week, so the ne- the next couple of things is going to be me nitpicking. Okay. Um, for starters, uh, we opened with Dean Ambrose, which, good. Yeah, definitely. Quote, the ugly stepchild. <laughs> uh, JBL called him that? No, he said it. Oh, he did? Yes. He's like, I'm back. It's the ugly stepchild, which I loved. I missed that. I'm more forgot it. That was it was really good. Dean Ambrose is just great. Uh, he did the whole "I'm not leaving" thing, putting the chair out there till yeah. st- I I get my hands on Seth Rollins and mm-hmm. shit. But this leads to some good stuff. The fact that John Cena comes out there, mm-hmm. what is what is trying to cut my homeboy Dean Ambrose in line. For Seth Rollins' head? Mm-hmm. Alright, let's think about this for a second. <coughs> Seth Rollins may or may not cause John Cena the World Heavyweight title in John Cena's mind. Right. For John Cena could have flipped that around, put a bright side on that, but he's, he won't admit it. He won't admit that's a bright side. 
Because he could have lost. He still could have lost that match. Seth Rollins won that match for John Cena by disqualification. No one... I feel like... Hear me out. Okay. I feel like he did John Cena a favor, in my opinion. Dean Ambrose should have first shot. You know why? Because he's been going after Seth Rollins longer. He betrayed him. Uh-huh. He, he broke up their family, their brotherhood. And then let's just not forget why Dean Ambrose was out in the first place. I get kayfabe and all, but you stick to the same storyline. Yeah. We're not talking. We're not just talking about having your livelihood taken from you. Your career ended with that cinder block incident. Homeboy, we're talking having your life taken. Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> he almost had his life taken from him. Some real shit happened there. Somebody's been listening to MLP. Yes. <laughs> he could have ended his life. Alright? Dean Ambrose gets first shot. John Cena does not have any right to cut him in line. Yeah, I mean, that was a sick visual of fucking his head going through the cinder blocks. Right through those sugar blocks. That's right. Right through. Uh, so that's what I felt about that. I appreciate it. Um, they ran after him because mm-hmm. the authority came out. They ran. John Cena and Dean Ambrose teamed up to run after Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure they teamed up. More like they tried to get to him first. Mm-hmm. I appreciated the fact that Triple H did not physically get involved. Because mm-hmm. he could have. It looked like he was about to grab uh, Dean Ambrose's leg when he was running across the uh, stage equipment. Mm-hmm. But they chased him out of the building pretty much. That was great. And, and uh, Dean Ambrose fell off the back of a car. That was and he, awesome. And he got up like it's all good. <laughs> like I thought he had it once he was like in the van there. I thought he was going to keep going. So, and they were going to do... I was thinking they would do... Uh, remember Booker T as Steve Austin? And uh, Steve Austin chased Booker T to like, like, like a supermarket. Oh, And he beat that, him up in a supermarket. That, Maybe. I think that prompted uh, Booker T's Hungry Man sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, it might have. It's not coincidence. I, I think, think not. not. <laughs> that was great. I thought the whole chase scene was great. I thought it was really well done. I saw a, uh, an illustration that uh, Wrestling Memes mm-hmm. shared, which is a cool uh, Facebook page, just to give him credit. Uh, I don't know if he drew it, but somebody drew a picture. You probably saw it. It's uh, Seth Rollins with a shopping cart at a supermarket. And uh, I'm not sure if he was in front of the refrigerated section, but you can see Dean Ambrose, like he's stalking him. (laughs) The lunatic fridge. That's that's great. That would be great. He's creepily staring at him. (laughs) And he's got the briefcase in the shopping cart. Hashtag lunatic fridge. Lunatic fridge. <laughs> and then uh, they locked Dean Ambrose in the room, remember? Yeah, that was, was later. later on. That was later on, okay. which I was going to get to. <laughs> Alright, good. Jumping ahead. That's how excited you are about this I, week's Raw. Stop. Fuck. Fucking Am- I'm just, I just love Ambrose. Yeah. I'm still an Ambrose, Mark. I don't give a shit. Uh, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut to that anyway. So later on, Dean Ambrose has a match with... um. I think, uh, I think Dean Ambrose has a match with Kane and Seth Rollins interferes. Yeah, I think that was it, yeah. Seth Rollins interferes and uh, eventually uh, Dean Ambrose gets the upper hand and goes for a chair and whatever. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Seth Rollins chicken shifts his way out mm-hmm. and he goes to the back mm-hmm. and here comes Dean Ambrose with his craziness mm-hmm. going to attack him. Mm-hmm. And Stephanie McMahon for once does the smart thing. 
like it's kind of at first you're thinking this is a smart thing. You're thinking yeah. hindsight because you saw the rest of it. Yeah. But she's they're like Triple H's like get him out, get him out of the building. I want him <laughs> out of here. It's just like. How often do they stay gone? They just come back. Just lock them up. If she locks poor Dean Ambrose in a closet with a crack security team, might I add. Mm-hmm. They did their jobs. They did do they their s- jobs. They said guard this door. That's right, they did. This door. <coughs> it was revealed on SmackDown, I'm going to jump ahead to this, that um, there was a second door. And that's how Dean Ambrose got out and... Hey, where the fucking single blocks was supposed to be. Yeah, that's the uh, surprise bitch is Dean Ambrose part that was of Monday Night Raw. That was great, although predictable. Yeah, predictable, uh, but uh, still great. Yeah. Like, Dean Ambrose. I saw I saw that box, the thing they hide the cinder blocks on, I saw it was bigger than usual. I'm like, okay, that's Ambrose under there. Alright, if it was that predictable, which it was, what they should have done... Mm-hmm. It would have been a good cameraman thing to do. The move it would have been to have him cut right to the cinder block thing and have him go put <laughs> his face through it and then pop out because he knew it was going to be him in there. Yeah, and like surprise, like Dean Ambrose, bitch, <laughs> like a Bugs Bunny kind of thing. Yes, because he is Looney Tunes. He is, so it would have worked. Anything Ambrose does is awesome. Uh, that dick bag didn't interfere during his match against Cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> cocaine. Uh, the, the authority showing cracks, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy Orton quote tired of putting out the fires that Seth Rollins sets. Yeah, I, I think this is a uh, really good uh, booking for that because it makes sense. Yeah, it's, it once again it's writing itself because they're writing. Seth Rollins into having to always be saved by them, always running off. Like, uh, where the beating's supposed to be for Rollins and Kane Norton end up fucking eating all that shit. So, it makes sense that there's going to be dissension. Of course. To contrast the way they booked it right after WrestleMania, where, oh, Evolution got back together and no one gives a shit about the fucking title shot. Yeah. That didn't make any sense. Not at all. It still bothers me. <laughs> me too. That's why I fucking mentioned it. Jeez. Shit fucking pissed me off. It's like they, they delayed a, uh, Orton's title match for, what, four months? Yeah. And, and I was just going to say, it's like both of these guys' careers is on pause. Yeah. For Seth Rollins. And motivation standpoint, it's there. Mm-hmm. What are they? I'm not. Cocaine's like, look, man, I'm playing ball with you guys, but where, what's in it for me? Yeah. What's in it for me? And that's what it comes down to. Because right now, for Randy Orton and Kane, there's really not much in, in it for them. So, is Kane still the chief operating officer? I think Cocaine is. What's he as doing? As long as he's wearing that suit. What's he what the, What's he operating? His mouth. He's operating his mouth. A lot. A lot of talking. So, he, <laughs> so he's like a dentist again. <laughs> yeah, back to the Isaac Yankum. DDS. Bring back the hair. Jeez, that hair. Imagine he wears a wig and he's like this long flowing mane. That hair was almost as bad as his teeth. Yeah, it was. It was a close. Uh, you know, it was close. Yeah. By the way, the mm-hmm. wife mentioned that um, he Kane looks like he's growing his hair in again. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe he just uh, didn't buzz this week or whatever, or 
I mean, we know he's, like, his career is winding down. He wants to retire within the next two, three years or so. You think he might supposedly. retire as uh, Isaac Yankum? Not so much that, but oh, okay. I know it. he said in interviews that he wants to run for office. Yeah, he's got views, man. He knows a lot about politics. So you think he's starting now to try to look less like a monster? I don't know. It's going to be hard for him to run run for office because that Katie Vick thing is going to come up. No kidding. Any smart reporter is going to bring that up. Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you get past that? It's necrophilia. You, you just can't have your candidate be a necrophiliac. It's a disaster for the party. But we all know that was Triple H wearing a cane mask. Fucking Katie Vick. That has not been proven. Fucking Katie Vick. That has not been proven. I'm not sure if that was Triple H in a cane mask. <laughs> it was Triple H's height and width. And I'm talking about his shoulders. Not That's it. obviously a trick of the camera. <laughs> I mean, I don't... You were obviously fooled. You're, you're an easy mark. I mean, it's I like, know. oh, I banged your brains out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you remember Is that, that on the network? It's gotta be. If it's not, it's easily YouTubed. <laughs> I banged For your brains the, out. For um, the Ziggler rematch, I don't know how you feel about that. Uh, the hot potato thing again. Good match, but yeah, definitely yeah. hot potato. Um, Turn about this fair play. He did Indeed. win by rolling, you know, pulling the dice. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they have a plan with this, or what the long term is. I have an idea of what should happen, but Damian Mizdow having a replica of the IC title—that was great. The kids, I got it. Version of it, I gotta, I gotta give him that. I was that just was gonna, great. I was gonna ask you because I know you're not a fan <laughs> of the stunt double gimmick. Not. But you gotta give it up. That, that was a really nice touch. That was. That was great. Uh, I wish they would. I really wish. So, so should R. Ziggler have one now? Nah, you know what? I don't. I think that's done because he he didn't show up for. He wasn't there with him for the pay per view, mm -hmm. and he wasn't there with him. Was he there with him on Raw? I don't mm, remember. I don't remember Raw, but not on SmackDown either. Yeah, either that or I didn't. I didn't make a note of that. I have a thing for that. Okay, this goes back to the whole... Ah, oh, I gotta bring this up on SmackDown. I can't talk about it yet. I really want to talk about it. Alright. But I'm not going to talk about it right now. We'll get to that. Well, you got, Stay tuned. Yeah. Got a lot more show for you, folks. We're going we're gonna to fucking get to that shit. I'm so <coughs> excited. But what do you think? The match was good? That was a very good match. Kind of, like, not really, but something... I don't know, something's nagging at me. It's... Kind of old school in that they keep having these matches. Like old school, they didn't flip the title as much. No, but they but they, but they had more matches like they are now. Yeah, so, the series was longer. Yeah, I guess like the attention span of the viewers going down. Well, instant replay is a lot cheaper now. Yeah, <laughs> the raw rebound gets its own co own show. It's called SmackDown. Freaking YouTube and yeah, all that stuff and live events and. Yeah, that's true. More people... Well, it's more accessible now. So. Yeah. But uh, I, I thought... I think the series is great. They're, they're both... Like I said, they're, they're both great wrestlers. I want to see both of them get really far. I, I want to see both of them eventually hold hold the, the big gold belt. Or hold, you know, the, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. You want the Miz to have another go? A second yeah. chance? Yeah. Retribution? Yeah, definitely. He mm -hmm. deserves it. Like, he, he headlined WrestleMania. 
He's still a great wrestler. They just need to give him something to work with. This is something for him to work with right now, which is why I'm a fan of this angle and this whole storyline. I say give him a couple of years before you even let him get a little bit more seasoned. Because as good as you say he is, maybe he'll get better. Possibly. I mean, what was it? Three years ago, I, I said he's the most improved wrestler this year. Yes, you did. When he was tag teaming with Jomo, that was awesome. That was great shit. But yeah, the hot potato of the IC is obviously a... Yeah. So Nikki fought AJ. The only high spots for that is twofold. A, Paige doesn't give a shit about Nikki either. Mm-hmm. Paige's on commentary, right? Yes. Okay. Ed B. Mm-hmm. I now know what my name sounds like coming out of Paige's mouth. <laughs> With total disdain. She, the way she said it, Jerry. Dude. Yes. It's a little creepy. Isn't it great, though? You're just jealous. Uh, it's, I, I think you should probably go take a cold shower. I, I intend to. Oh, boy. But we have a show to do, so it's going to have to wait till later. <sighs> uh, <laughs> of course, Nikki lost. At not any point, I feel that AJ was in trouble. Even after yeah. the, what, what does she call that? The Bella Rack or the... The Rack Attack. I only know Do that. Do you call it the rack attack? No, they call rack? it the rack. They call it, no, they call it the rack attack. Because it's only a torture know. rack. Yeah. And it's, okay. And she's got a rack. Yeah, okay. And I, it's, that's actually one of her moves on her card in WWE Super Card. That's why I know it's called the rack attack. Alright, not bad. The main event was probably Orton Cena 3904? Yes, that math sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> Right or wrong, it sure feels that way. It does. I said something to you earlier, um, before we started recording, but um, I think that, because we compared Orton Cena to Rock Austin. They fought thousands of times. Like, and, and they switched who's heel, who's face, all that shit, a lot, back then. But um, I think that this and Rock Austin... Are kind of what Bret, uh, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels could have been if Bret had never left, if the screw job never happened. Yeah. Because it, it totally looked like, just to talk about the screw job briefly, we will have a full podcast on that eventually, probably. Um, oh, sneak peek. Yeah. Dropping fucking bombs here. Stay tuned. Got some fucking, some new exclusive content for you, folks. But um, just talk about that briefly. I think, like, if that never happened, I think that would have been the big feud. Like, that was the, the Hogan Warrior, you know? You know, that wasn't a big program, but you know. Yeah, and it would, and it would cover the span of a few years. Mm -hmm. uh, it does follow, like, a certain bl a blueprint. Yep. Which is an excellent point. Uh, but, of course, we mentioned the main event. That it wasn't Cinder Blocks. Surprise, bitch. I'm Dean Ambrose. <laughs> uh, I think Cena won by DQ. Oh, did it just dissolve? Uh, Alright, who gives a shit? Yeah, now, wins and losses don't really matter. Yeah, now I intentionally didn't mention a six-man tag match. I'm not a huge fan of six-man ta six tag matches. Uh, of course, the six-man was the Dust Brothers teaming with Cesaro versus Sheamus and the Usos. Right. Um, not a fan of six-mans. There are... It's sloppy... Like, most wrestling matches obviously follow a beat. 
a mm. rhythm. It's the same beats, same guys. I just and also I feel like six bands are kind of messy to me. I don't really like them all that much. So everybody's trying to. Everybody's just getting their stuff in. It's every everything's interchangeable, especially with the Usos being interchangeable. It was more yeah. like a handicap match because you can combine the Usos to one guy. Mm-hmm. At least Cody Rhodes and I'm sorry, we don't know. There's no way. There's no proof. There's no proof that Cody Rhodes is Stardust. There is none. You so, can't prove it. I defy you to prove this. I've never seen them in the same room at the same time. However, you have never seen me and Stardust in the same room at the same time. Ah. I'm just saying. See, guys? <laughs> we know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> Sometimes. There's rare occasion where a six-man does work. I'm going to say there are rare cases, such as the Shield versus the Wyatts. Yes. Such as the Shield versus Evolution. Mm-hmm. I'm noticing a pattern here. I just Shield. can't quite think of it. Shield is epic. That's it. And I look forward to the many times they'll probably come back together. Because mm-hmm. you know it's going to happen yeah. someday down the line. So as long as they all have good long careers and stay, uh, stay healthy, don't get hurt. That's true. That's it for Raw. Uh, I thought Raw was, you know, it had its moments. Like, uh, the the Ambrose thing, like I said, I pre- like I knew it was Ambrose in the box. We so all did. But it's Ambrose. I was just fucking waiting for it. Yeah. That, it's amazing. He is the Harry Houdini now. He's great. Before we go into SmackDown, mm-hmm. I have a short story. Okay. So Story time. My girlfriend tells me, she called, she texts me, mm-hmm. is SmackDown not on? I'm like, yeah it is, I'm pretty sure. I'm like, ask Richie, because mm-hmm. I'm at work. So, then as I'm walking home, I don't hear back from her. She goes to me that she had to reboot the DVR mm-hmm. in order to tape SmackDown. Yeah. Because apparently the DVR was treating SmackDown like a rerun. Interesting. To which I said, and I quote, I will bring up the actual text message that she that I that I sent to her. I said the following. Mm-hmm. I can see that I blame WWE creative or <laughs> lack thereof. Now oh, I said this <laughs> without watching SmackDown yet. Uh-huh. So hope so. I want to see when we go through SmackDown if I was right or if I was wrong. Okay. And if I was wrong, I will apologize to no one. <laughs> I will apologize to you guys for being a dick to SmackDown because I know some people like really like SmackDown. I don't know who you are, but um, the both of you will receive an apology for what I did. My, so uh, Michael Hayes likes to drink when he writes. That's true. That being said, before we go into SmackDown, mm-hmm. I have one piece of trivia speaking of the Usos. Okay. Do you know the origin of the name of Rikishi's finishing move, the stink face? Uh, You're I'm, not going to believe it. I'm, I'm guessing it's not just because he's putting his stink in your face. Um, it's probably also not the stink palm from Mallrats, but... You would be wrong. I'm wrong that it's not, or I'm wrong that it is? You're wrong that it's not, because it is. Wow, really? Yes. I'm going to have to mention this, because it came up today. I was listening to Chris Jericho's two-part interview 
with Kevin Smith on his podcast, Talk is Jericho. Uh-huh. He gives credit to the Stink Palm for coming up with the name for the Stinky Face. Jericho gives credit Jericho. to Kevin Smith. Yeah, he got it from the Mallrats movie. Jericho named it? Yeah, Jericho named it backstage with Rikishi. Like, he gave up the idea. You Stink Palm him. Yeah. <laughs> Would you care to explain the Stink Palm to our listeners who... For some reason, one of them didn't see Mallrats. Just for that one guy, that lonely fuck that didn't see Mallrats. Who hasn't seen Mallrats? That guy. Or girl. We don't discriminate. First of all, watch Mallrats. It's a great fucking movie. Second of all. So, so, just oh, uh, spoilers. Spoilers. For yeah. like, how many years? I know, right? Um, Still fucking watch it. So, in order to stink palm someone... You know, after you've been, like, walking around the mall for a day or whatever, you know, you get a little sweaty, a little, little rank, if you will. So you take your hand, like, if you want to stink palm something, if you see someone that, the, you know, they're going to shake your hand and say hi or whatever, and you don't like them. You take your hand, you stick it down in your junk, roll it around a little bit. He's not actually out. doing it. He's pantomiming it. I am pan- pantomiming. I'm supposed to pantomime. I'm just warning everyone oh. that <laughs> you Dude, wash no. your hands. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so then you take your now stinky palm. Get away from my pretzels, bro. And <laughs> fucking pretzels. <laughs> and you shake the hand or give them the high five or whatever. Or in the case of in the movie, which was fucking great, he high fived him. He shook his hand. He examined his freaking ring. Fucking rubbing his. Hand all over his other fucking. His Handed hand. him a chocolate covered pretzel with his sweaty, rank hand. <sighs> and got him really sick. Yes. Therefore, the Basement Bookers podcast is not responsible for anyone who stink palms someone. That was great. Yes. I love that movie. That was so gross. T- and fucking the TS character looked completely grossed out by it. It was great. Wouldn't you be? I think he was legit gagging. That's called method acting, folks. Yes, sir. Alright, we're ready for SmackDown. Spoilers are over. Normally around here, I would say I have the good, the bad, and the shit of SmackDown. I don't have any shit this week. Whoa. No shit on SmackDown. No shit? Mm-mm. Word. So automatically it makes... Nah, uh, that means it was a good show. Of course. I will start with the bad. First bad, the Usos promo. Ugh. I could have done without that. Eh. Yeah. Renee Young, good. But, you know, that's... I love Renee Young. It's her voice. She's pretty, too. And she's cute. In addition to being pretty. She seems fun. Like, yeah. I could hang out with her. We could be buddies. Second bed. The Uso T-Bone suplex on Stardust. Yeah, that was messy as he fuck. almost broke him. He almost twisted his head off his neck like a bottle cap. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah, that was, was that frightening. Which, by the way, I think it might have also been from uh, wrestling memes mm. that I saw this week, just because you just reminded me. Um, there's uh, a meme, uh, it's uh, it's a gif of CM Punk giving the high knee to Big Show in the corner, and Big Show's head just pops off. <laughs> and it, it's a gif, because it so keeps playing and playing and playing over and over. So each time it's funnier. Yeah, it's great. Anyway, um, so that's that. And the last bad thing I have is Big Show's promo. That was that was weak. 
It's a week. Big Show. Denying. It's never been a great uh, promo guy as a face. Uh, I think it's... I would disagree, because like, when, when he's funny, Big Show, it's great. Mm. When he's trying to be serious, Big Show, it doesn't work. Cause serious face, Big Show. Yeah. Because he's not really scary. Like my wife says, he just likes, looks like a big teddy bear. Yeah. And it doesn't help that that on his Tron, the, on the LEDs, teddy it, shows, bear. it shows a fucking bear. Yeah. I guess he knows. And we'll get we'll get to some uh, to another uh, look-alike comparison in just a few minutes. Oh, yeah. Building up towards it. So that's it for bad. That's good. This is a good, it was a good Smackdown. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Definitely. I apologize to you, you two Smackdown <laughs> lovers out there. Definitely better than the the good old Bret Hart 4 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Alright, so under good, I have the Miz Ambrose match. That was good. That was very good. I think that's good. I think this is good. I have Ambrose taking the money in the bank briefcase. That was fucking great. Which he still has. As far as we know. As far as we know. I wonder what he's going to do with it. I mean, it, Ambrose, I mean, uh, Rollins is with the authority. They could just give him another one. Yeah. They gave, they gave uh, Damien Sandow another one who was fucking made out of chalk. I just feel like it's a symbol. It's a symbol that at any point in time, mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose could take away from Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. That's great. He disrespected him. I like, uh, also under good, I love the way Cesaro won the Battle Royal. Yes. Um, if you haven't seen it, by the way, spoiler, but you should watch SmackDown. It was uh, definitely a good episode of SmackDown. The fuck are you doing? Yeah. Um, watch that shit. Cesaro, Swagger, and Kofi were the last three, right? Right. Um, Swagger was on on the ring apron. He come back in. He come back in. He's standing like up against the ropes. Cesaro and Kofi going at it. Cesaro picks up Kofi and throws him at Swagger right up at, on his upper chest. So they both tumble out. Great way to win a battle royal. It was fantastic. It makes it look strong and smart. Exactly. There were plenty of shows of strength by Cesaro. Um, Kofi got some of his Daredevil act in a little bit. Like nothing like Pogo sticking it's with... It's not Royal Rumble style. Exactly. Something. Yeah, he, he wasn't quite Pogo sticking with JBL's chair, which was fucking awesome. Yes. <laughs> but a little predictable. So like, Give me a chair. I'm like... He's gonna pogo stick with the chair. I, I kind of thought that he would like just like push off, but I guess with the mat, he knew it would be too tough. Yeah, that's not as good as the time he jumped off the barricade back into the room. That was crazy. That could have went any way. He could have died. Yeah, or seriously hurt. Yeah. Vision Bookers are fully, full supporters of WWE's "Don't Try This at Home" theory. Yeah, you can get really hurt or really dead. Yeah. Kofi is an amazing athlete, and it's a testament specifically to his athleticism that he hasn't seriously hurt himself. And I'm happy about that. He could have had his life taken. Yep. Get with the NLP quotes. I'm thugged out now. Guess so. Also under good, it was actually in an Uso match, but it wasn't something the Usos did. It was uh, when Stardust jumped on, uh, he springboard off the ropes... Usos were outside, um, on the on the floor. He springboarded off the ropes and just sat on them. I feel that Stardust outsmarted the Usos that way, cause they caught him. All they had to do was sidestep, and he'd just get hurt. Mm-hmm. 
That would have helped them. It would have been like a jumping sit onto the fucking floor. Yeah. I just tossed his ass back at the ring and cover him. And JBL would have been like, he fell four feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss those. <laughs> uh, JBL was great. Oh, he's amazing. Especially when they're hating on that, your favorite commentator, the newest addition to the SmackDown announce team. Oh, Wonderbread. Yes, Wonderbread Phillips. Tom Phillips? So whatever. Fucking, that can't be his, if that's your real if name. If that's his real name. <laughs> hmm. Zip. Maybe that's why Zeb Coulter wasn't there. He was doing a background check on him. Guess so. Mm. Or, he had, or he had another uh, fucking hearing to oversee. Probably. Gotta make judge. sure they get out of this country. So two more goods. One is legit. One is just our speculation. Okay. Uh, one good is the Cesaro Dolph Ziggler match. Yes. Great. I the the way that ended with Cesaro being screwed. Because if you guys didn't see, the referee pinned, but Cesaro had his hand on the ropes. Yeah, he grabbed the rope. The referee was, um, well, the Cesaro and Dolph were between the referee and the rope that, that Cesaro had grabbed. So his vision was completely obstructed. But did you know that the announcers aren't allowed to say that the referee's vision was obstructed? Really? Mm-hmm. They have Why to... is that? Because, uh, I guess to... I guess to um, not make the refs look stupid. That's a good point. Like I say, wonder if the refs brought that up. Or maybe Vince. That's probably like, Vince. That's, that sounds like a Vince edict. Because it's, it's just completely random. Vince is like, I don't want any strawberries, ever. Hmm? Okay. <laughs> like, where did that come from? Yeah, stuff like that. Fucking Vince. So, Love Vince. in regards to the IC title, I was thinking, mm-hmm. they're obviously going to go again. Uh, Ziggler and Cesaro. Because Ziggler is obviously a fighting champion. Yeah. He won't turn down the challenge. They're going to fight. I don't know if it's going to be at a pay-per-view, Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. Or what, which it should be. It's not going to be in a cell, obviously. They won't give a match like that in a cell. Mm-hmm. But they could fight for the titles at the pay-per-view. And you could have Cesaro take the belt off Ziggler. Well, what about Miz? Well, I don't know about the Miz right now. Um, like, right now, I, I don't see any reason for him to not be in the title picture. I'm He's just a guy, you know, sitting in a basement. You could even do a triple threat match. Mm-hmm. This way, uh, Ziggler doesn't look too weak because he's taking on two guys. Yeah. But I was thinking long term, and the fact that you can have Cesaro take the IC title off Ziggler. Um, I don't know if you want to have him cover Miz or cover a weekend Ziggler off of Fighting Miz, mm-hmm. and then. You could keep the program going. Maybe they switch dance partners, so to speak. Miz going for the United States title mm-hmm. instead. Miz will still be going after a title. And the long game would be unifying the IC and U.S. title at WrestleMania. Cesaro versus Sheamus. Bring it back full circle. And have Cesaro go over Sheamus, uniting the United States title with the IC title. 
And because Cesaro is a man of the world, it will be the undisputed Intercontinental Championship. Having the IC title eat the United States title. Because also, international. Also, the IC title is WWF and the US title was WCW. And also think intercontinental. Yeah, true. That works. Yep. Well booked. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank Book you. it. Yes. <laughs> and the last thing I have under good is something you mentioned. Oh, boy. You said it, and then once you see it, you can't unsee it. Now, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase a song here. Talk about Rusev. Dude looks like a baby. <laughs> now... Hear me out here for a second. Now, obviously, you get rid of get rid of all the hair, the body, the fish hair, the hair on his fucking head. The shape and proportions of his body to the rest of him, combined with his facial expressions that he makes, he looks exactly like a fucking baby. Okay. So <laughs> Rusev looks like a baby. Uh huh. Yes. He Let's does. just think about this. And we knew this because he was facing the Big Show. It's even more apparent. Yes. The Big Show. Uh, you look at him, he's like trying to climb on the Big Show's back. It looks like... Yeah, when he had, it, had the sleeper hold or whatever. Yeah, it looks it like a little baby trying to play with his daddy. <laughs> the whole time we're just fucking sitting there. Like, I wonder if Lana makes him wear a diaper because he's like... Has some kind of a weird fetish. He looks like he's already wearing one. Dude, he could be wearing a diaper. Maybe that's what that says in Russian on, on the front of his fucking trunk. It says diaper. Yeah. Depends. And the reason he was so cranky, he needed a nap. Yeah. And, and Big Show gave it to him. <laughs> that knockout punch. Now, when, 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 he, when he woke up and he was trying to get up, his... He even oh. looks... If you guys think about it, he looks like, like a baby when they wake up. They got that, that glazed over look in their eyes. They're trying to stand up with their hands on, on the side of the, on the crib. Mm -hmm. That's what I saw. And I'm never going to unsee it. Neither will you. That's right. It's over. <laughs> Whatever menace you saw in Rusev, it's gone. Dude looks like a baby. Yeah. Dude looks like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so true. <laughs> and and he's got a gold star for participation. Which you would give to a baby. Yes, or you know, kindergarten or whatever. It doesn't matter. We'll grow up someday. Yeah. Yo. There's one thing, though. Uh, that Divas tag team match was pretty good. Layla. I mean, on the Layla side. Layla did awesome. <laughs> well, I haven't seen anything from Layla in this match that I really haven't seen before. Yeah, but it's, you know... But I guess it's because of who she's with. That, yeah. True. She was tagged with Summer Rae. But also, we haven't seen much of Layla recently. It's all about AJ and Paige and Total Divas. Yeah, and I think it's age discrimination. She's a little she? bit older. Is she's she? a little bit older than most of them. She's been around longer, too, if you think about it. Whatever, man. She's foxy. She can go. Obviously. Speaking of divas, mm -hmm. did you know that there's a rule concerning Total Divas? Yeah. I. It was going to be a piece of news, but I cut it. Um, Vince does not want any of the Total Divas to have the belt. That might be changing. Maybe. Because Vince, you know, he's flip flops. Yeah, he's always he's always working. 
Mm-hmm. It'll feel good one one day or one time, and next thing you know, like, eh, I don't do you think he doesn't sleep because when he sleeps, he dreams about wrestling, but he but, dreams shit that didn't happen, so it fucks with his brain as far as what he what he should plan. Yeah, the forty five minutes he sleeps. Yeah, yeah, probably because time passes differently when you're dreaming. Mm-hmm. Crazy old man. Hey, I dream about wrestling sometimes. It's weird. It was when I started playing Supercard. A lot. Really? Yeah. I had this one dream that for some reason I couldn't find the gorilla position. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like looking all over the arena to try to get there somehow. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know where it is because it's like they want me to watch. Vince is like, you should watch the matches mm-hmm. so you can learn something because you're terrible. <laughs> okay. Like, even in my dreams, I'm a disappointment. What the hell? <laughs> so, that was that. Mm-hmm. From what I can remember, there was other shit. It's just jumbled. It's it, that's why sometimes when I wake up, I have like a pad near me, mm. so I gotta write down what I dreamed. Nice. Because sometimes it's really fucking weird. I should write down my reality because I can't fucking remember <laughs> shit. Aren't you taking your ginkgo biloba? Biloba, yes, <laughs> I am. But I, I still forget. It's you. not helpful when you're all like busy all the time. And you have all this shit going on. Mm-hmm. You know. Person, people, places, things, times, dates, faces. You have to remember faces. And heels. Mm hmm. And heels. Don't forget the heels. <laughs> Tweeners. That's right. You know what, though? I'm just going to have to address the giant elephant in the room. I was wondering what the fuck that This was whole doing there. week, we've been wyatless. We have been. From the pay per view on. And that's not a bad thing, it's a good thing. One week. Give him a week off. Fine. I wonder if he's doing live events. He last pay for you. He beat Jericho, right? Yes. He hasn't done much since. I think they don't know what to do right now. Maybe they'll attack somebody on Raw. I mean, not knowing what to do with him isn't a good thing. They just gotta fucking put him. They're looking for the right thing, or maybe the you know the timing isn't right. I mean, honestly, I'd say it's time for him to have a belt for Bray. Mm-hmm. But um, what? What do you give him? Yeah, th- there's no room for him in either the IC or the US title picture. And much as I love him, it's too early for the world title. And not with Brock as champ. Just the answer is no. <laughs> no? Um, Emphatic no. Rowan and Harper were close to the tag titles, but... What happened? Um, did I guess Stardust and Goldust eclipsed them in interest. People more interested in them. I mean, they're in... I mean... Uh, Harper... Harper speaks... Rowan doesn't really. You think maybe Rowan's holding Harper back? I hate to say it, but, I mean, I've said it before, I'm not positive just how well um, Harper will eventually get over on his own. If you get but so far with a sheep mask, you're the sheep guy. You were, you know, so what? He's he's the new Festus, and look what that got Festus. I also didn't address Bo Dallas tapping out and Zeb Coulter mocking him. I would have put Zeb Coulter mocking him under good. I was chanting, we the people believe. <laughs> we the people, we believe. I was on both their sides. But, again, tapping? What's going on? Tapping to a guy that passed out. I guess Vince doesn't like Bo Dallas. Well, we know that. Are they... No, too early. I was wondering if Vince is maybe trying to give the Wyatts some time off so they could write Bo into the Wyatts. 
They would have wrote him off for a little while too, though. We didn't get any mic time from Bo Dallas this week either. I thought his work was pretty good. Probably said something on the app. Oh yeah. Okay. Because he, I think he was out in the ring when um, Swagger entered. Yeah. No, what I mean is I liked when he showed up with those folks on the chairs, uh, talking to them, mm -hmm. and uh, his line he had about the state they happen to be in, mm -hmm. about how it's obvious that they've given up. And that one guy is standing there like, yeah. Look at me. <laughs> what am I doing? Uh, uh, Start to reassess this situation. That was great. And I'm sure he did. I'm sure he started to believe. What was that, Nebraska, Kentucky? Nebraska, I believe. Uh, much love to our Nebraska fans. Nebraska teams. Go nondescript descriptive. <laughs> go nondescript descriptive. <laughs> go nondescript Nebraska team. I can't even talk. Sir, I, I won't even ask you to say it three times fast. No, nothing. Nothing three times fast. That That's horrible. Why would you even... Surely you jest, sir. Of course. Good Smackdown. Good week for wrestling, I'd say. Yeah, uh, it was. I mean, we did miss the Wyatt's, but it, that's how good this week was. It didn't really take away from it. It didn't hurt anything. Indeed. I think Ambrose is the star of the week. I'm going to go with that. Uh, Cena dropped down... When he decided to put his losing the world heavyweight title above a man almost having his livelihood taken away from him, hmm. his life taken. Yeah. Another another side, but I, of course I jest when I say this of John Cena refusing to let the young guys get somewhere, <laughs> holding them back, just so he could get one more run at the title, brother. John Cena, the bad friend. Yes. Jazzy the bad friend, and apparently Jazzy the bad co-worker. What, what can I say? He's just a bad, bad man. Ah! <laughs> it's a bad, bad Don't song. Don't run with John Cena. He's a bad, bad man. <laughs> Folks, like, I like the song because it's bad. It's bad. It's a bad song. It's a really bad song. It's so bad that it's good? I, yeah. No. It's just bad. It's you like his you like the music video where he's got the cigar and he's got the gray wig. They were just playing off the A team. I know. Yeah. It's uh, come on. Cena as Hannibal? No. Cena would be fixed. Yeah, he's a clown like that. Love the A team. Long live the A team. The real A team. That's right. Fucking Mr. T and uh the the other not, people. Not not uh, not Trevor Murdoch. What the fuck's the name? The other people. <laughs> The other people. Yeah, I guess. Mr. T and the other guys. You know what, Rich? I think that's it. I think that's it. I think uh, this week's episode is over. Now we're just rambling. Now we're going to tell you guys what we tell you every week. In case you didn't get on that shit. Mm -hmm. Here's your homework assignment again. Stitcher, iTunes, subscribe. Like, review, follow. At Basement Bookers on Twitter. Uh, we are the Basement Bookers on Facebook. Mm -hmm. My friend here, his Twitter handle is at Rich the Riz. Uh, mine's at Basement Jar for now. I might change it again. I change it a lot, but I kind of like the way it is, so I'll just keep it that way. Who knows? But anyway, thanks for listening. Until then, follow the 